From the Hensler Financial Studio, this is Cobb Football Friday. Get the inside scoop on all the games. It is Cobb Football Friday. Brian Giffen, John Bednarowski with the Marietta Daily Journal. And this is what, John, week 13 already as the playoffs are here. Yep, week 13, you know, you kind of have three different seasons. You got your non-region, you got your region, and then for those that are lucky enough to advance, we got playoffs. You know, we were talking just before we got started, there are some teams that are going to look at the draw and they're going to be very happy, and there's going to be some that are going, what did we do to deserve this? Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's get right into it here. We'll look back at the games from last weekend as the playoff brackets now are set. And let's begin with Walton, who completes the regular season 10-0. and 0. They've pretty well dominated about everybody except, ironically, North Cobb. Well, you know, they got a first-half scare from Wheeler. Wheeler was up 16-14 at the half, and then uh, I think Walton remembered that they were Walton because they outscored the Wildcats 28-0 in the second half to complete that perfect regular season. You know, Walton's been the team that's been left standing at the end of everything from the county the last couple of years, so uh, we'll see where they go from here. Yeah, no doubt. The one thing about the playoffs, of course, Great regular seasons are one thing, but it's a whole new slate when you get into the playoffs. Moving forward, we mentioned North Cobb, and I bring that up because obviously I'm a little closer to that program, but uh, the irony is that after three straight region titles, this year they're a two-seed, and yet you look at the brackets and look, you don't discount who opponents are and all that stuff, but it appears anyway they have a little bit easier path in the first couple of rounds in the playoffs just based on the way all this is laid out as they took care of business against Osborne, as you point out here, and claimed that number two seed. Yeah, this was the game, you know, you kind of feel sorry a little bit for Osborne because, you know, they lost their quarterback, Edward Burr, a couple of weeks ago. It's been a little bit tougher uh, going on the offensive side. But, hey, take nothing nothing away from North Cobb. They did what they were supposed to do, 31-7. to You know, they finished the year 7-3. and You know, they're rolling into the playoffs right now. I think that's Five wins in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, and the one thing about it is that, uh, you know, of course it's a war of attrition football anyway, and as it stands going into the playoffs, there are a lot of regular players on that roster that are not available and are banged up, yet they continue to win. Well, you know, that's something about having depth, because you don't lose a whole bunch of guys like Joshua Josephs and – Malachi Singleton and Ben Hall and David Medinga, and then, you know, just continue to roll. They've got to, you know, they've developed those uh, guys that replaced them, and it shows. Moving on, North Paulding holds off a second-half rally by Marietta. North Paulding is the number two from Region 3, and the Blue Devils are the number three seed and have to go on the road. Yeah, this game was Marietta, you know, got behind early, and uh, unfortunately, it was just a little bit too deep of a hole. This game was important because North Paulding's going to open the playoffs at home. Unfortunately, Marietta's got to go on the road and head down to Westlake. How about McEachern? They got off to a slow start, but they've really been rolling. They blow out Hillgrove, and it's ironic, your note here, first shutout in that series history. That's a little surprising. Well, you know, it's I want to say the rivalry now has reached, that was either the 14th or the 15th meeting. And more often than not, it doesn't matter what the records are. doesn't matter who's got what. 
this is always a close game, and really this is the first time that it that it wasn't. And of course, I think McEachern may have felt like they had a little payback to give to Hillgrove because you know Hillgrove beat them last year in this game, knocked McEachern out of the playoffs. Hillgrove gained a spot because of it. So McEachern got a little revenge and. Uh, they're on a six-game uh, win streak heading into the playoffs. Moving ahead, Pebblebrook, tough way to close out the regular season, losing 47-46 to in overtime to East Coweta. Yeah, and you want to talk about tough. Fourth quarter, they go down. They're down six. They score within the last minute. They have the extra point blocked, so it goes to overtime. They get the ball first in overtime. They go down, they score, uh, and they have the extra point blocked again. And then uh, East Coweta went in, scored, got that extra point to uh, get the win. You know, all year long, we've been waiting for Dwight Phillips Jr. to really break out. He did it against East Coweta. Had 220 yards and four touchdowns and was playing his best football of the year now that he's healthy and uh, unfortunately we're not going to get to see him play anymore in a uh, pebble brick uniform and then moving ahead sprayberry beats pope and they are the number four seed in region seven six a yeah this one was close early and then sprayberry pulled away here in the second half you know they have been a solid football team but We'll talk about it a little later. They've got a tough test coming up this week. All right, and then rounding out this segment, Whitfield Academy wins its first region title since 08 and does so convincingly as they blow out Mount Pisgah 50 to nothing. Whitfield, it was one of those games where uh, you ask them, well, how do you want us to beat you? We can do it on the ground. We can do it in the air. We can do it by uh, punt return. We can do it on defense. I think everybody scored, and it's indicative of the score. You know, congratulations to the Wolfpack because it's been uh, – been like you said, it's been a number of years since they've won a region, and they've been close the last couple of years they finally got it done well the playoffs are here we remind you that Cobb football friday is a presentation of superior plumbing otter's chicken pinnacle orthopedics as well as powers electrical solutions john and i will take a break on the other side we'll look at this first round of playoff games beginning friday there's a saturday game involving a Cobb team in there too all of that comes your way next you're listening to Cobb football friday from the mdj When it comes to solving complex foundation repair challenges, there's only one name you need to know. Engineered Solutions of Georgia, Atlanta's only foundation repair company with licensed engineers on staff. From foundation repair to waterproofing and drainage solutions, we've got you covered. We work with both residential and commercial clients, and we're committed to providing exceptional customer service every step of the way. And with our state-of-the-art equipment and top-quality materials, you can be confident that your project will be completed to the highest standards. So why settle for less when you can have the best. Call Engineered Solutions of Georgia today to schedule your free consultation and see how we can help you tackle any foundation repair or waterproofing challenges. Engineered Solutions of Georgia We guarantee a staple dry foundation Residential and commercial Hey, we do it all Dial 678 ESOG now I love technology as much as anybody, but when banks replace people with machines, I had to draw a line. I've been with the same bank for 20 plus years, and as cool as technology is, I believe the relationship you have with your bank is an important one. My wife used to bake cookies for the people who worked at our bank, and they were our friends. But in the last couple of years, they were all replaced by video tellers. 
Recently, I sold a vehicle and was paid in cash. I went to deposit it and was told my now former bank no longer accepts cash. Okay. That was it for me. I joined Credit Union of Georgia, a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that still offers personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 ATMs, and convenient locations. Innovation is great, but trust and relationships still matter, particularly where it comes to your finances. Make the switch today. Get more info at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. And we're back on Cobb Football Friday. Brian Giffen with John Bednarowski, the sports editor at the Marietta Daily Journal. And, John, let's begin with the Friday games. Let's get right to it. Harrison draws the tough assignment of going to Carrollton. You know, the Hoyas are 7-3, and three, and this is, a, this is a case of you've had a good year, you just lost the wrong games on the schedule. Uh, they end up as the number four seed. They've got to go to Carrollton, who's 9-1. and one. And, you know, the Trojans, in, in their 10-game slate, they've already beaten three Cobb County teams. They beat Hillgrove 49 to nothing, Pebblebrook 64-8, to eight, and Campbell 63-7. to seven. Uh, that's an average of 58.6 points a game over those three. They must like seeing teams from Cobb County because, uh, you know, they beat Walton in the state quarterfinals last year. So that's at least a four-game four win streak against the county and, uh, and well, probably six because they also beat, well, seven. They beat these three teams again uh, last year. They like seeing teams from Cobb County coming down the road. The winner is going to play either Archer or Valdosta in the second round. And then moving ahead, Walton, who we've talked a lot about all year and appropriately so, takes on or hosts a team from Gwinnett as Mountain View comes to town. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Walton's made the longest playoff run of any Cobb County team in each of the last two years. You know, last year they made it to the quarterfinals. The year before they were in the semis. You know, it opens this year's run at home against the uh, four and six Bears. Little side note to that: my boss's grandson is quarterback for Mountain View, so I'm hoping that Walton takes it a little bit easy on <laughs> him, uh, just to, just to make Grandpa happy. Right. But, you know, quarterback Jeremy Hiklinski will likely surpass the 3,000-yard mark this week. And the winner is going to face either North Gwinnett or West Forsyth. If it's Walton, it'll be back at home. And, you know, it sets up a potential meeting with Carrollton again in the quarterfinals. It's going to be interesting to see how that bracket shakes out. Let's talk about Campbell at McEachern. We've made a lot of McEachern slow start, but as we talked about a little bit ago, they've reeled off six in a row. And there's the old adage, you want to be playing your best football going into the postseason. Boy, it sure appears the Indians are. Yeah, they've uh, they've gotten the passing game going a little bit. It's amazing when the uh, offensive line and the running backs get healthy. And after they carry you for a couple of games, teams try to stack the box. And all of a sudden, you can throw over the top of them. Uh, it's amazing how that works. But they're playing their best football as they hit the postseason. Campbell, you know, congratulations to them. It's their first playoff appearance since 2016. They come into the game off of tough uh, loss to Westlake uh, last week. But, you know, Jeff Phillips has done a good job 
getting that program turned around, headed in the right direction. The winner of this game will play either Camden County or Newton. Uh, again, if it's McEachern, it'll be at home, and that would set up a potential matchup against Mill Creek in the quarters. Well, speaking of Mill Creek, we've talked a lot about Osborne, and of course it, Osborne gets in the playoffs for the first time. And congratulations, but here you are. You're at Mill Creek, the defending state champion. That's a tough way to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I, uh, you know, earlier in the uh, season, I talked to uh, Phil Ironside, the offensive coordinator over there at Osborne and longtime head coach over at Hillgrove. And we talked about this. I said, you know, at the time, it's like, you know, it looks like it's either going to be Buford or Mill Creek. And he says, yeah, you know, that's just the way the dice fell because, you know, there are some times where you get a favorable draw and you might be better off or have a better opportunity to compete. Um, I think Osborne's defense, at least for a little while, will slow down Mill Creek. Now, are they going to, are they going to do it for the whole game? Well, it really depends on how much time Osborne can hold on to the ball on offense to give that defense a break. You know, the winner of this game will face either Lambert or Peachtree Ridge. All right, and then moving ahead, we've also talked a lot about Wheeler, and congratulations to Wheeler finishing the season 7-3, and three, but as a three seed, they got to go to Buford. Yeah, you know, again, just like Osborne, it's just the luck of the draw. they got to open on the road. You know, the winner of that game is going to face <laughs> either Denmark or Norcross. And then moving ahead, North Cobb hosts Collins Hill. First meeting in an official game between these two, although they have scrimmaged one another in the preseason each of the last two years. And in both instances, North Cobb has one going away. Well, I kind of figure that's what's going to happen again on Friday. And, you know, we talked about it earlier, you know, and again, it's the opposite of Wheeler and Osborne. They may have caught a break with the first couple of rounds, you know, Collins Hill, they're not the Collins Hill of a couple of years ago that steamrolled everybody to the state championship. I believe they come in four and six. The winner of this game is going to play either Duluth or Milton. And, you know, if it's Milton, uh, the Warriors have already gone on the road and beaten them 42 to 27 back in September. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they would feel good about that matchup. Uh, I'm sure they would much rather, you know, play it at home this time, but they would have to take the return trip over to Milton. But it's always nice to know you know that you can compete with that team. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's talk about Marietta. Marietta, of course, has to go on the road in a tough place to do it as they go down to Westlake. Yeah, you know, we talked a little bit about it earlier. They kind of let one get away against North Paulding. Marietta's playing pretty good football. You know, their record is 3-7. and seven. You know, it's it's a question. Is it Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are? Or is it because they've played such a tough plate, you know, they just didn't come out on top of a couple of them? I, I actually think it's somewhere in between. But this will be a good football game. Westlake is a tough place to play, but the winner will face either Parkview or Colquitt County. All right, and then let's move to Sprayberry at Rome. The Yellow Jackets had to win those three games to get in, but hey, congratulations. Now you go to this venerable facility at Rome in a program that is tough every single year. Yeah, Barron Stadium is not a place that you want to uh, open the playoffs, but that is Sprayberry's reward. You mentioned the 
you know, they needed to win three games in region to get there. They beat Johns Creek. They beat Laster. Last week they beat Polk 45-21. And now they have to hit the road and go on up to Rome. Rome, I believe, is 9-1, and 8-2. and two. I think their only loss to date was to Carrollton. So that ought to tell you how, how well Rome is playing. So uh, the winner of this game is going to either get uh, North Forsyth or defending 6A state champion Langston Hughes. All right, let's talk about Cass at Kell. The Longhorns have reeled off nine consecutive and let's get your thoughts on that one. Well, like you said, nine in a row. They're playing good football. They shut out Chattahoochee. I want to say it was 48 uh last week. They've got one of those favorable draws. I really feel like they do. It's odd when you look at it. The game against Cass may be more difficult than uh, Logan Villa or Mays, who they would play in the second round. And of course, if they win, they'd be at home. But uh, Cass, you know, it secured its postseason spot. They beat Calhoun. Now, you know, you say Calhoun, that's a perennial playoff, you know, state title contender. They're down a little bit this year, but it was 52 to 29. They beat them last week. And Cartersville, you know, they've been dominant for much of the last decade. Cass lost to them 21 14 in overtime. So, this is going to be a good test for Cal in round one. All right, let's move ahead. Darlington is at Whitfield Academy. You know, the Wolfpack, they won their first region since 2008. Uh, they come in 5-5. Five and five. They played a lot of uh, heady teams in their non-region, which was seven of the ten games. They only played three region games. They get a little bit unlucky with the draw. You want to talk about a, a perennial playoff team that's the one coming down to see them they get six and four darlington to open the postseason winner of this game will face either raven county or social circle whitfield has already played raven county and it didn't go so good the first time so uh maybe it would be a little better if they get them down here they they had to travel up there the first time and i think it was 35 to 7 or something like that but Whitfield's playing its best ball right now, so uh, I'm sure they'd take on all comers. And then the one Saturday game rounding things out, Fannin County is at North Cobb Christian. North Cobb Christian is the only county team to play on Saturday. Uh, this year, the GHSA designated the Class 2A teams, which North Cobb Christian is, and the Class 4A teams as the Saturday to play on Saturday, you know, it's all about making sure that they've got enough officials to go around the uh, around the state. The Eagles will host the Rebels, who are five and five. The winner will face either Athens Academy or Columbia with a potential quarterfinal matchup against Cook. And for those hardcore football uh, high school football fans, they may have seen this. You know, Cook just went before the GHSA and appealed a penalty where they had to forfeit a number of ball games. They won their appeal. They uh, got five wins back. It got them into the uh, play. As a matter of fact, they won their region. So, you know, that's going to be, if North Cobb Christian can get there, that's going to be a fun matchup against Cook. This is Cobb Football Friday, presented by Superior Plumbing, Otter's Chicken, Pinnacle Orthopedics, as well as Powers Electrical Solutions. We'll take a timeout right here. John and I will be back with some final thoughts after this. You're listening to Cobb Football Friday from the MDJ. It pays to know your doctor. 
it pays to know your lawyer. And now more than ever, it pays to know your local real estate professional. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Drake with Drake Realty, and we have seven offices in the metro Atlanta area, including two right here in Cobb County and one at Lake Oconee. I'm the proud leader of over 700 agents here in Georgia, and we pride ourselves in professional service, whether you are the buyer or the seller. Drake Realty makes the home buying process seamless from contract to close. Our agents are a little different. They're not pushing for the quick sale and close. They are pushing for the best price and terms for their client. In other words, Drake Realty fights for you. Now's the time to buy that dream home, vacation home, or new home your family deserves. A lot of real estate agents talk big. Let my team at Drake Realty prove they will fight for you. I'm Jeffrey Drake, and I'd be honored to have my team serve you. Visit us online at drakerealty.com. And remember, it's not how quick you sell or buy. It's what the deal provides for your future. Hey, remember the Cash for Clunkers program? Well, through November, as furnace season kicks into overdrive, Daco Systems is bringing it back. If your furnace or AC is well-seasoned, this is the deal for you. If your old unit is 10 to 15 years old, get up to $250 cash. 16 to 20 years old, get up to $500 cash. 21 to 25 years old, get up to $750 cash. And if your old unit is 26 plus years old, you'll get up to $1,000 cash when you purchase a new furnace or AC unit. Call 770-209-2261 for more info or visit dacosystems.com. It's cash for clunkers, and Daco Systems is bringing it back. Get peace of mind and save big throughout November. Daco Systems, your premier train comfort specialist. And we're back to close out Cobb Football Friday this week. Brian Giffen, John Bednarowski, the sports editor of the Marietta Daily Journal. And, John, we've set the matchups. We've talked a lot and broken down who's going head-to-head. Any surprises? Are there any things that you think, could happen that might upset the apple cart with any of these upcoming games? Well, you know, when you look at it, um, you know, there's a, it, you know, and as you know, they play all these games on paper. They don't actually play them on the field. So it looks on paper like everything is going to be chalk. But, um, you know, there are a couple of games where I could see our teams you know, maybe pulling a little bit of an upset. I think Marietta's got a good shot down at Westlake. You know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, can Harrison uh, slow down Carrollton? You know, Harrison's calling card all year has been defense. This is going to be the ultimate challenge for them. But, you know, it really looks like everything's kind of going to go the way the brackets are intended. There's a reason one team is a one seed and one team is a four. So, I, you know, I can see six, seven wins coming out of this. You know, really like Walton, McEachern, really like North Cobb. I think Whitfield, I think North Cobb Christian, and, of course, Kell. You know, so we uh, we could still have a busy Friday next week in round two. So you work so hard. You start lifting weights December and January after a long season, and you get better, and you put in the work, and you do the spring practice, and then it's all of the, you know, the summer conditioning drills, and then, you know, it's in the heat humidity of summer and then things get started and poof you know all of a sudden you finish a game and everything comes to a screeching halt we're at that point of the year so congratulations to all of these teams uh because it's not easy to make the playoffs in georgia and uh, really looking forward to uh hopefully having you know eight or nine teams playing uh, next week because there are, you know, there's a lot of athletes on here that probably want to hold off basketball season just a little longer. Yeah, no doubt. John, before we go, 
obviously sad news this week. A guy that we both know, a legendary broadcaster, legendary voice. You, of course, and I, of course, know him from me working with him at Kennesaw State. That is the passing of the great Art Ekman. And I, I know, you know, it's affected a lot of us who knew him and worked with him. He's a guy who was well-known and loved by so many and as good a guy as ever walked this earth. And just want to get your thoughts quickly as we sign it off here. Yeah, I, um, you know, I got to know Art a little bit very late in his career. You know, he had uh, joined the broadcast team for Kennesaw State football, uh, was working in the athletic department, in the communications department. But, you know, he was a fixture for about 15 years downtown on, uh, at, you know, sports director on Atlanta TV. And, of course, he made his mark, you know, covering motocross and things like that for ESPN. I, I, I saw the tributes coming in from everybody in that community over the last week. Art was, uh, I believe he was 81. Yeah. Uh, he was a strong voice for a long time in a whole different number of sports. It was a life well lived. He got to, uh, you know, he got to cover the Giants. He got to cover, right. uh, uh, the, I believe, the 49ers. Uh, yeah, the you know, Raiders. Was, uh, yeah, Raiders. I mean, it was, you know, everything from what we do here with Cobb Football Friday and covering high schools all the way up to the uh, top rung of the professional sports, and he's going to be missed. Yeah, John, I think my favorite moment of all of them, you know, a great art story was he was our sideline reporter at Kennesaw State, and I still remember to this day, we went down to the field, Darnell Holland was stung by a bee. <laughs> and that's made the rounds on local radio for a long time. God rest, Art Ekman. John, thanks very much, as always, my friend. We'll look forward to doing this again next week. And I say it all the time to folks, hey, enjoy the games. You've been listening to Cobb Football Friday, a presentation of the Marietta Daily Journal and the BG Ad Group.